0: All right, let's do this. How are you what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck sticks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast WTF. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. How are you folks? What's happening? Today on the show, back home, back in Los Angeles, uh I have uh Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin is on today's show and I was uh I was excited to talk to him. He's not easy to get on a show, and I got a kick out of him and learned some stuff. He was funny. I think we, I think we went pretty deep. I think it was, uh, it was good. But he is, he's much funnier than I thought he would be, and he' pretty uh, disarming dude. That Josh Brolin, for a movie star guy. But anyways, yeah. So I got Josh Brolin coming up later. As you can tell, I'm not, uh, I'm not at home. I am still. In the American South, I say that in a broad way, in a expansive way, because I think we all think of, uh, we all have the way we think of the American South. But uh, I've been in Birmingham uh, for a few days now, and I got to say, it's, uh, it's not bad, man. It's not bad. There's good food down here. The people are very nice. Um, I, I, my experience has been limited because I'm working. And I'm spending, you know, I wake up, I go to work, I come back, I'm at the hotel. But I've had some food, I've been out there, I'm working with a crew with some people from the area and uh, good people. And I've, I've told you over the years that my sense of the South or my judgment of the South or my stereotype that I've locked into in my head is is not quite right. Uh, there are good people here. It is not just some festering racist conglomeration of uh, ex-Confederate states that uh, secretly want that back. I'm not saying everyone here is a mensch, but yeah, and there's some bad eggs around, I'm sure. But in my direct experience right in the last few days, which is very limited, I've uh, I've had a good experience, and the city feels okay. If we're going to go on a a vibe thing, it seems like it's purged itself a bit. But it does seem that there is some peace and good-hearted folks in this town. That's what I, I have experienced. And I did uh, I did take the ride um, down to uh, Montgomery uh, to go to the uh, Peace and Justice Memorial, the National Memorial for Peace and Justice, and to uh, also go to the Legacy Museum. And uh, it I blew my mind and it crushed my heart and it elevated uh, my soul just by being open to it and admitting uh, a profound level of ignorance. So I'm down here and I, I know I don't remember where I read about the museum. I don't know uh, you know, how how the images of it were in my head. I don't quite remember where I first saw it. It hasn't been open that long. It's only been open a bit, the museum and the National Memorial for Peace and Justice. Some people are referring to it as the lynching museum monument i i i don't know that's the way to refer to it i i i think that the national memorial for peace and justice is is a nice way to do it and then if someone goes i don't i know i don't know if i i ever know where that is and then you say it's a montgomery alabama and they're like i don't I, I haven't heard of that the lynching monument oh right right i think i yeah I, heard, I saw pictures of that somewhere so i would i would wait You you know don't just open with that because that's That is what it is memorializing uh, in the same way that the Holocaust memorial memorializes the attempted genocide of the Jewish people. This memorializes um, the legacy of enslaved black people, people terrorized by lynching, African-Americans humiliated by racial segregation and Jim Crow and people of color burdened with contemporary presumptions of guilt and police violence. Now, obviously I wasn't riffing that. I read that. I read that from the national Memorial for peace and justice website. Cause that, yeah, I think you need to hear that. I think I need to hear that. So I didn't know what to expect. I drove down there. It's about an hour and a half. I didn't know what to anticipate, but I'd seen images of the National Memorial for Peace and Justice, the lynching monument and the images kind of blew me away. Just these large steel rectangles, seemingly hanging from a, a a large roof, but I didn't get a sense of what they were. Or you know, obviously, the 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 reference to lynching is there, but I didn't know the weight. I didn't know the size. And you go. And uh, it's got to be as, as big as a few city blocks. It's a large space. And you just see this monument. You just see these hundreds of, of symmetrical uh, steel rectangles suspended from cylindrical pipes, but giving the illusion of, of, of hanging. Because that's what they represent. You know that's what it represents. So just seeing the sheer numbers of steel rectangles, large steel rectangles. They seem to be maybe 10 feet uh, tall and maybe uh, two feet wide, Um, hundreds of them. And you know what it's about. You know what it's about from a distance and just the way it looks from a distance, you're like, God, holy shit. It's fucking devastating. Just the knowledge of what it represents from a distance and that's powerful public art. You're not in it, you're not at it. It's 50 60 yards away and you're like, I don't even know if I can handle it. But you got to handle it. You see, I I think I know things. I don't know a lot of things. I don't know I don't know that I don't know white history that well. I don't know black history certainly not that well. I'm ignorant. You know that it was horrible? You know that it happened? But do you know the scope? Do you know the states? Do you know the numbers? Do you know the reason? I don't know that I fully did. I don't know that I fully realized. It's certainly possible for me to learn, understand, wrap my brain around it as best I can, and and respect the struggle. You go to the monument, you walk through it, and you realize the numbers, and you realize the expanse of time. Apparently, it documents more than 4,400 lynchings of black people in the United States between 1877 and 1950, and they identified 800 more than had been previously recognized. And, you know, you see these pictures. We grew up seeing some of the pictures and understanding but to really look at the numbers and to really feel the weight of this, which this monument does, I mean, it's hard not to shudder and cry and just feel your heart crushed at the capacity for man's inhumanity to man. And that so many of these were public lynchings where people were invited, you know, thousands of people, thousands of people. You see those horrible pictures of you know, just a, a, a hanging body surrounded by white people Men, women, children, some of them laughing. And that's the biggest trip, you know, about that's the weight of, of being here is that you walk around here and you wonder like whose grandparents were in those pictures? You? Was it you? And then you walk around and you see African American people and it's like, you know, whose grandparents are whose names are on those columns and and this is America and this is modern history. And uh I, you know I've been to Holocaust memorials in Israel and, and DC you know as a Jew that's heavy, but nothing has affected me like this thing like this um, monument, the National Memorial for peace and Justice because I needed to be kicked in my soul's head to understand and, and really take it in what black people have dealt with in this country. And I don't consider myself racist in any way. I, you know, I don't consider myself judgmental in that way. But I, I have to admit, I was ignorant, and that uh, I can't look at uh, culture the same way. I can't look at, you know, black people in the same way with the assumptions that I had any sense of, uh, you know, other than a. A, a, just sort of like, yeah, I, I know it was hard, and you know, I know, yeah, the Civil War, slavery, and but like, man, this puts it all into perspective. And you go to this memorial, and then you want to go to the museum. They're connected. You can get a combination ticket. You got to drive downtown to go to the museum. The museum is the Legacy Museum from enslavement to mass incarceration. So you go see the monument and that rips you wide open and then you go fill yourself up with the history and the information so you are are forever aware, you are forever woke to, to the struggle of black people in this country. And this is history that everybody should know. Everybody should be deeply aware because most of us are ignorant because it is not our experience. And to, to to educate yourself and humble yourself and find a respect in your heart and mind is, 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 is a, it should be a civic responsibility. And I think like, you, you know, you, you see this stuff and you just realize how, that there's something that just clicks in human people's brains. And there's something that just clicks in human animals' brains that completely enables them to slaughter fellow humans, to torture fellow humans, to kill with a smile fellow humans that are their neighbors in modern times. In this country, in other countries, there's something that just clicks and if they're empowered, the shame goes away, the conscience goes away and it just, it it's on. And we are not free of that possibility. So obviously I was, uh, I was blown away and uh, it's, uh, it's worth a special trip. Montgomery's a little haunted. I think it's going to be, might be some time before it lifts. And certainly this, this museum keeps it haunted in just the right way. That you know, these are these are voices. They're not ghosts. This is history. It's not mythology, and it should be known and felt. Fucking deep stuff, man. I'm never going to be the same, but it's worth the trip. It's important. It's important. It's powerful public art, and a, and a powerfully educational uh, experience to go to the museum. So that's that was my experience and uh and uh, you you know you can look this stuff up online and you can you can come check it out It, it definitely blew my mind and i am a different person today because of it so i'm sorry if i got heavy sometimes i gotta get heavy it's a heavy time it's a scary time and it's hard not to crumble don't crumble to the fear you know stay in it ride it out speak your mind so we don't get crushed. I think that's important. All right. So look, Josh Brolin was here. Uh, was I talked to Josh Brolin. He wasn't here in my hotel room in Birmingham. He was back at the new garage uh, in Los Angeles. And he is currently in the biggest movie in the world, Avengers Infinity War. And starting this Friday, May 18th, you can see him in Deadpool 2. Both of these are in theaters literally everywhere. And we talked a little bit about this stuff, about the the superheroes movies, or as uh, uh, William Freakin said, very succinctly in my interview with him, the uh, the spandex movies. But uh, but it was uh, it was it was nice talking to Josh. And this is me and Josh Brolin back in the garage. <laughs> The one thing I learned about the Hells Angels is that you can romanticize them to a degree, and I'm. This is one thing I, I'm afraid to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Good. like you know, but the, you know, they Honesty. were they're
1: heavy, man. I mean, you know, they were not. Yeah. They weren't fucking around. No, they weren't fucking around, and I don't want to mention any names and people that you I'm got to friendly know them? with. No, no, no. Is that. Yeah, I rode a lot. I yeah. rode a lot. I rode for 20, 25 years. Harleys and the and the whole thing. And you know, I grew up on a motorcycle. My dad put me on a motorcycle before a bicycle at three and a half. Really, I had an Indian Twenty. Really, when I was three and a half. I asked him to take off the twenty training wheels at four, and it was actually a motorcycle with like flames right. on the fucking <laughs> yeah, with the know, engine. Yeah, but all these especially actors but, yeah uh, you know a bunch of different professions right that idea in the late 80s of hanging out with hell's angels and thinking that sure. you were in right when in truth you were never in no ever no so any idea that you were accepted was full of shit because they're the fucking hell's angels. <laughs> yeah. Don't make assumptions.
0: Don't make don't, assumptions. Don't get too ever. comfortable. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I talked to a rock photographer, Neil Preston, who had the same experience, mm. but with like uh, with, with a band. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, don't yeah. assume you're pals. Yeah, you you know what I mean? You're on the outside. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah well, that's yeah. a, yeah, I, it, it's, a, it's, it's a shitty feeling to be that guy that has that realization. Oh, man. <laughs> Have you had that before? Were you like,
1: I'm not there? (laughs) Yeah, I was in, I was in, I I grew up in Templeton, California. Where's that? Uh, About four hours north of here. Yeah. And, uh, and I got on the bus. I had come from LA Yeah, my dad. When I was growing up, my parents didn't have any money. They didn't really come from money. So your real dad? My real dad, yeah. not my fake dad. My real dad, <laughs> not the not the other people that pretended to be my dad. But my my real dad.
0: but I didn't know if you had a stepdad. No, I don't. No, no, no. You I always, never had a stepdad.
1: Oh uh, yeah, step moms. Uh huh. A few. Oh right, right. But, but no stepdad. stepdad. Yeah. And then and so so when my dad got Marcus Welby, he started making money, and then we moved up to Paso Robles because my mother was a kind of a country lady from Texas. and yeah. She wanted to be out of L.A. And I got on the bus, and I was six. And I hate admitting this, but I love admitting this because I love what it does to me because it's so <laughs> kind of shaming in a good way to yourself. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's keep, growth. Keep man. you humble. It's fucking growth. <laughs> yeah. So I got on the bus, and yeah. you know, there's all these. You know, you go down the driveway, and it's about you know mile mile driveway long, and you get to the bottom, and you hang out, and you get picked up by the by the by the yellow bus, and yeah. take you to school to the public school, and. <laughs> And somebody, because I was new, yeah. somebody said, hey, you know, they started questioning or ribbing me or whatever. Yeah. And I said, hey, I said, they uh, said, uh, what, what do you do? Or what, what, I don't, wouldn't remember what the situation was, but I said, I'm James Brolin's son. Hey, man. I was like, back off or something. I don't remember what I said, but it was yeah. like, my father's an actor. Yeah. And they kicked the shit out of me. And rightfully so. And that that was the last time you identified that way, huh? Can you imagine if I sit like on this? Yeah, like if you if you bother me at any time during this yeah. thing, and if I go, hey, yeah, my dad's James Brolin, by
0: the way. I'd rather you say my dad was on Marcus Welby. <laughs> okay, good, because you have a better reference for that. <laughs> no, it's just like like I don't like. Maybe that's what it was. I said my dad. Was it's on Marcus, Marcus Welby. Marcus Welby. <laughs> No, because it was weird. He was one of those guys that had to transcend that. Like he, like it felt like he he disappeared for decades. Yeah, and then was sort of like, oh, because it took, of that. Right. Well, it's okay. He's in movies now, and, and no one remembers Marcus Welby.
1: No, but they do because you do. Yeah, well, so they, there are those. There's this small long, demographic out there. Well, it that, was like
0: it was a little before my time, but yeah, I remember it being on TV. How old are you? 54 no, I'm 50. right yeah, you're 50 so we're making it we're, we're okay we're alive we have good reference how's your health <laughs> yeah my health's really good right now but where so is Paso yes, is pastor robles on the uh is that that's not a that's not a beach <laughs> no so It's like can uh, it's like what is it is <laughs> a, roble's like like a central Coast. yeah
1: central coast i grew up on a 230 acre ranch with you know a wildlife way station my mom ran a wildlife way station and what is that we had she took animals she's always been an always was an animal person yeah so she would take wild animals had uh, from people who had illegally taken them out of the wild and she yeah. would nurse them back to health and either re-release them or put them in a habitable zoo and so we had uh, you know bears chimpanzees bears? wolves um uh mountain lions one massive lion
0: a lot of things
1: yeah a lot of things would come and go
0: so she was that kind of like uh, save the
1: animals person yeah and my, then and 65 horses 65
0: horses yeah so you rode horses yeah and was it just you me and my brother your brother yeah younger older younger four years.
1: yeah yeah four years
0: are Not you four. are you guys close we are really
1: close now. yeah yeah we're, we were never close until now till recently yeah that must be exciting. Really exciting, actually.
0: Yeah. In, in all honesty, really exciting. Well, wait, how long, how old? So, he's four years younger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a little brother and, you know, it goes in and out. Like, people always assume you're close with your brother, but then you realize, like, I don't know. And then one day, you are. Yeah. Are you close? Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's weird with him and I, because there's no, like, I can see me and him. Like, we're very similar. Yeah. And and sometimes that's not great. Yeah. Yeah no that creates friction well yeah you know but I don't know he's you know he's come on into some rough times and you feel like you gotta be there for him and then you realize like course, they closer than you know we were no yeah my, my brother and I are the opposite oh yeah yeah totally just, different
1: just very like it was a decision my mom was so hard tough I remember my dad saying you guys had five minutes to learn how to read yeah. that was it <laughs> and if you didn't get it you were fucked she was the tough one she was very tough my yeah. dad was not tough yeah. at all um my dad had Marcus Welby going on. Yeah. Um, but he, but no, no, no. She was, yeah. And, and he did. He said that. He said five minutes you had to learn and read. And, you know, it was like, what is this word? You know, it's, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. He' has taught me letters yet. Right. But, you know, it's dog. What is this word? So you had to get it. My brother was a little more rebellious, I think, in the fact that he didn't want to work so hard at getting it. Right. So I was always the more um, active one, for lack of a better word and he and he and he was not so um there was a lot of friction as kids and then we grew up and then my brother ended up i mean i think everybody knows this he ended up like having a really tough time yeah he was living in his car for a couple years
0: two years in the car yeah Uh and and, uh by choice
1: i don't know by
0: choice yeah mean
1: that's a that's a whole psychological sure you know was it by choice is it did he fight help he did (laughs) yeah he fought help that's well put he fought help yeah and and then there was the tough love thing about you know maybe he's victimizing himself and therefore if we just like you know don't react or don't enable and that kind of stuff oh yeah and then there came a time where it was like kind of a life or death situation oh yeah so then so then I changed my whole perception on it and then now we're really close
0: and you went and got him i don't know if i got him but i helped him get himself yeah but you you went you you showed up for him i did enough with the detachment yeah it's not working
1: yeah man it's like (laughs) i hate treating you as if you're somebody that i met in iceland like in 87 (laughs) right like let's be fucking brothers (laughs) yeah like let's call a spade a spade and let's be brothers and he took it yeah he's doing very well right now i'm very proud of him that's great yeah he's a good dude
0: so when when did you start? Like uh, like it seems like you you've put yourself through some shit, you know. at Different times in your life. I you mean, do too, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you have it written all over you. <laughs> Why, am I crying? Am I crying? No, no, you're not crying. You got a nice face. I Thanks, didn't expect
1: buddy. such a nice face. Really?
0: No. So you grew up primarily you know, with animals and a mom, you know, taking care of animals, mm-hmm. you know, busting your balls, making you read fast. Mm-hmm. Or oh, <laughs> read, period. Yeah. yeah. It, were you, were you, but you weren't homeschooled. You went to school. I did go to school. But when did you start? When did you get more urbanized? Did you move? Were you? Did I did. No, I moved to Santa Barbara when I was 11. Oh, okay. So you're out out of the mountains with your mom still? Not
1: the mountains, but yeah, I with the, was with, with my that, I was out with of the ranch. ranch. Yeah, the ranch. And yeah, the, and then I was with my mother. Yeah, I was with my dad too, but my dad was working. Like it's I Marcus Welby. Yeah, I don't think he was still working. Maybe he was <laughs> still working on Marcus Welby. And that, no, he was. You know what he was doing around what? that time? He was doing. Let's talk about my dad. No, he was doing. You uh, guys get along, right? Amityville Horror. Oh, oh,
0: oh, that's right. My the dad. movie. Yeah, the he movie. played the the husband, the father yeah, of the, the house at the house. The crazy fucker. Yeah, yeah, the possessed guy. Yeah, it,
1: right. <laughs> yeah, and then Ryan Reynolds did it again later. He's a funny guy. He's a really funny guy, smart guy.
0: Yeah, I, he's like one of those guys. It's hard to do. Uh, you know, he's good at the physical comedy.
1: He's really he's he's good at comedy. Period.
0: Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Is he Canadian? He is. Yeah, those Canadians. There's something about the, the broad comedy. They're very good at it.
1: I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. like it, not on the street.
0: No? No, they all go to a place and they learn it. They do?
1: Yeah. Because so on it. the street, they're not really funny people. <laughs> I just spent a lot of time
0: up there. I Shoot. really liked them a lot. It's very nice. It's almost like a um, it's like a, when you're in a, a Canadian city, it's like it's like an American city but without the edge. You know, you're sort of like, what's <laughs> no, this missing? But fear. I, no, but seriously. Yeah.
1: Fear. Yeah. That's it. There's no There's anxiety. an edge.
0: There's an edge
1: that I missed when I was up there even though I think it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Yeah. And we were went my wife and I went up to Whistler and it was amazing oh, that's pretty. and oh, it was so beautiful. You're in Vancouver? In Vancouver. Shooting? Yep. Uh-huh. And uh but, you know, once I got back to Venice, it was like, it was like an uh, orgasm. You had a fierce back. Yeah. It was like blue balls for, <laughs> for, for four for months. Anxiety.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like blue balls
1: anxiety.
0: <laughs> I need a little, no, I need it's to, true. I need it's to, to wash my back. I miss not (laughs) that's
1: what it is yeah I need to be around my misfit
0: homeless (laughs) brothers. sure so okay so you moved to Santa Barbara when did when does he I have to assume given you are who you are that there was some at least active rebellion that some troublemaking no there was yeah but I don't think it was necessarily me I don't think it
1: was a I think it was a it was the time it was the culture it was the it when was, was this? The, what punk, time are we talking about? Probably eighty no seventy nine. Oh yeah. So it was kind of the beginning of punk rock.
0: Oh yeah. All in that L.A. Was company, yeah, you, you know,
1: like Sid Vicious and all that you know, a Darby Crash and the Germs and all that started happening.
0: Did you go see him I when did, you were a kid? Did I you did. drive
1: into the city? I actually snuck out my window, got into a van. I don't even remember whose van, and a bunch of us yeah. would go down to Godzilla's in Los Angeles. Make it back by five in the morning. Sleep an hour.
0: Wake up and then go to school. Holy shit! So you saw the original punk guys? You saw the Germs?
1: I did. I saw the Germs. I saw Black Flag. I saw Circle Jerks. I saw Dead Kennedys. I saw TSOL. Wow. Yeah. So that group that I grew up with was kind of like a. It was kind of like a surf culture. And you it were, was kind of like Bra Boys in in uh, in Australia. Uh uh-huh. Very similar thing. And then, were it, you a gang? No, we weren't a gang. Yeah. What's a gang? I don't know. I don't know what a gang is. A gang murders people, don't
0: Mm they? Did you murder people? No. You'd
1: remember. No. (laughs) No. We were. We murdered egos.
0: Yeah. Nice. We murdered egos and ourselves. And ourselves. Slowly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, we
1: weren't a gang at all. Yeah. But we were. We were. But
0: those guys,
1: there was something that I've never seen before or since that was uh, that was that destructive. It was very destructive.
0: And you guys were in high school.
1: We were in no, we were in junior high, and really? high school,
0: and you think it was something to do with the time, not just the.
1: I do. I remember in Crane School in Santa yeah. Barbara when everybody started shaving their heads. Yeah, like we were the first guys to shave our heads or to right. color our hair. Right, and and then it just kind of. And I remember Sheldon Edwards, the head Sheldon. of the school. Yeah. Taking me aside and saying, you know, this is it for you. This is the this is the crossroads. You know, you're 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 Robert Johnson right now.
0: Yeah, he's, saying, you he's have, that
1: reference. You have no. Oh, okay. I just said
0: because <laughs> I want to
1: make him smarter than he was. <laughs> and he said, uh, you know, you have a choice. You're a talented guy, yeah. and you're getting straight D minuses in school. Right, and you have nothing. Nothing positive to look forward to if you if you continue along these lines.
0: Right, you're diminishing your future possibilities.
1: Yeah, you're 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 closing them off. Now maybe coming from somebody else that I trusted a little more, maybe it would have had an effect. (laughs) Had none. It just zero. It just it made me dive into the deep end. (laughs)
0: I think all of us. It made the fuck you bigger. It did. Yeah, it did. It, it's funny how when you're at that age, you're like, "Oh, I'll show you by destroying me." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly <laughs> what it is.
1: But it was a fun group. It was a really intelligent group. It was a group that I would never, I would never take away that time. Did you play music? Yeah, there was a band, we started a band called CVS, <laughs> which <is laughs> good, so dumb, good one. Cito Vice Squad. Oh, okay. Because we yeah. were the Cito Rats, uh-huh. and, and then that band, once they replaced me, um, evolved into RKL, which was Rich Kids on LSD, which became a big punk band.
0: Oh, they did? Yeah. The, the guys that, that stayed in, yeah. stayed in it?
1: Yeah, Jason Sears, who was my best friend, was the lead singer of RKL, and yeah, and, uh, yeah they did very well. Oh, that's heroin. good. But all those guys are gone.
0: They're dead. All of them. Really? Yeah. Isn't that fucking amazing? Amazing. What killed them? Variety of things. Variety. Yeah. But mostly heroin. Well, that when that came in when. Really? I, th- I, I think I think was it. Was late? it that fucking black tar shit? We all.
1: It was. It, we did. We did a lot of LSD. Yeah. For sheets of LSD. Right. Hence, yeah. Rich kids on LSD. Right. And not nobody was particularly rich. It just okay. sounded good. And, and, but my dad did do Marcus Welby.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he, was, was, right. he was a Marcus
1: Welby. So, yeah. But yeah. then, then, yeah, then the, then the, the heroin kind of creeped in and the, I guess it was the
0: early. Must have been that first mid-80s. wave. Mid 80s. It all came in at once from Mexico, that tar shit. Yeah. That you could smoke. Exactly. Yeah. And then mm. shoot. afterwards. Yeah.
1: So was that your bag? No, it was never my bag. I did it but I did everything but I, I could never I always had my like my big toe yeah kind of dipped somewhere else and yeah. I don't know why I you, literally don't know why.
0: you mean like the, you well I mean for me when I tried heroin I was like all right I snorted some white heroin because I, I had been sober for about a year and a half I was living in New York City mm-hmm. that late 80s yeah I was there too right? in alphabet city Yeah, and I'd I been sober about a year and I moved into that place sober yeah. And I just watched these junkies go into this doorway. Yeah, totally. you know, next door. Like it was like the whole street Where was were like you? that. Where were you? Second between A and B. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they just this parade of junkies. Yeah. And, and when I got there, because I was sober, I'm like, "This is sad." Yeah. Look at these fucking. I would go guys. down and
1: cop between 11th and 12th between A and B. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I like the, here's the was here's how you know you're sick is that like about in, inside about a year it right. went from like this is sad these guys to. What's going on in there? <laughs> <like>, oh no, sure <laughs> no, It must be worth something for them to let their skin
1: turn that color. It's, uh, it's totally gray. <laughs> Fucking white gray. I always wanted to know if I looked white gray. Well, how much were you in it before? But I loved I loved the idea of it yeah, yeah, right, more exactly. than I like the actuality of it. Sure, I never were- I never was a good drug I was a good drunk, but I yeah. wasn't a good drug addict. Yeah. I just there was something about it that it just never Sat well with me. It's
0: not attractive. You're not doing much. And that's what I don't like. Yeah. I'm too
1: fucking productive intrinsically
0: yeah. Yeah. to to do that. It just didn't take. I, that was what I was going to say though. Like I did it a few times. My face got itchy. I vomited, Me and then too. like I just fought to keep my head up. There you go. And it was like this is it. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I never got. Maybe maybe I didn't do it right. Thank God. But yeah. I never got that ecstasy of like a thousand orgasms. That no, didn't, no, no, no. That, that whole happen. train
1: spotting thing. Yeah, it's it didn't like,
0: happen. Yeah, it's like the greatest orgasm yeah, times a thousand. That, did and you're you not happen? even close? Did you get that? No. Did you, Were you shooting it? No. No. But yeah. you snorted it a few I, times. No, I smoked it. Oh, you smoked it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. See, that's it. I smoked when I it was too. in New
1: York, I snorted it. When I was in, in the West Coast, I smoked
0: it. Because of the black tar you could smoke, and this stuff in New York was that China white shit. It was very strong at that time. Yeah,
1: it's not like you could. It's just what was available. That's what, just what you did. You couldn't snort black tar. No, you could not. <laughs> you could try, <laughs> but you couldn't. I I've never wet. spoken about this, really. Wedged I talked about nose. it once, but it's, yeah. it's one of those things that... It's like... Are you st- Are you sober? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Really? Well, yeah.
0: I, I noticed that you, you, you recognize that book right away. I recognize the cover. I can't even see the writing. Sure, yeah. I'm it's a old. And, yeah. Well, I know. I got um, a whole stack of fucking sober books over there. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to put all of them. They're down there because I, I... Josh is coming. Put the sober books high. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh, no, I mean, I had them down there. They were up there, and I don't want to look like a complete fucking... Yeah. Like, over the years, I've accumulated many different books. Yeah. Because you know you find these problems run deeper. <laughs> they do run deeper. But what I love is
1: you—you you have this kind of potpourri of sober books, and then people who you appreciated who
0: Complete were obviously not
1: sober. You've sure. got Sam, right there. You got Lenny. You got Hunter Thompson. You got—I mean, somebody who blew his face off. Somebody who—yeah—who OD'd. Somebody yeah. who—you know—died recently. Who yeah. I love and who was a good friend. You
0: know. Which one's that? Shepherd. Oh, Sam. Yeah. He was so good, huh? So great, man. Did you work with him?
1: I never worked with him. I did True West on Broadway. Yeah, but I didn't work directly with him. But I was friendly with
0: him. Who'd you play with? Uh, who played your brother? Um, Elias Cateas. Uh huh. Did you have a good experience with that? No, no, no. Good. I loved. It. I
1: I knew it was. I knew. I knew we were doomed. <laughs> yeah, from the beginning. And right. Elias and I didn't get along, which I I would love to see him now because yeah. it's been twenty years or fifteen years. Uh huh. But I. Uh, no, he. W- it, no, it was a, it was a debacle
0: for sure. But I'm glad I did it. He like Sam didn't strike me like I don't put him. I don't think of him as a fuck up. I mean, I think of no. him as a, a like a, a cowboy and a, a guy who did something new and took chances. I think
1: True West is a perfect depiction or, or definition of yeah. him as a person because you have the two brothers, which obviously are a split of himself, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. the, is the productive kind of pandering screenwriter right and then the guy who's saying fuck you to
0: it all <laughs> yeah, yeah and that was him yeah what is it lee and austin right yeah lee and austin so our, switched parts so we oh you did that thing yeah, we did that thing so okay so we were both lucky we didn't like heroin yeah but you like booze i like cocaine and booze yeah i didn't like cocaine really no it did yeah uh,
1: it just got me in trouble <laughs> it was like the minute i did cocaine i heard a siren <laughs> immediately whether it existed or not <laughs> You know what I mean. When you're and alone, they, and alone unfortunately for me, like yeah. paranoia, where that you know, yeah. nine times or ninety-nine times yeah. out of a hundred, it's not true. It's in your head. Oh, that's the worst. Ninety-nine out of a hundred times for me, yeah. it was real. real. <laughs> it was real. There's the siren. Like fuck, what am I being arrested for now? <laughs>
0: um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, I, but booze was my thing. Yeah, how long have you been sober? Almost five years. Oh, that's okay. great.
1: Yeah, but I had five years and then I had three and a half or three That's what and a half, and then five, and then yeah,
0: are you able to identify why you decide that moment the, the, the to horror? go back out? Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, man, it was an absolutely fully conscious decision. As You're like, you like, know, I'm ready, yeah, seriously.
0: It wasn't like,
1: yeah, yeah, it was, it wasn't like you know, yeah. you hear these guys in the rooms, they're like, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> like, before I knew it, I was in the bar, I was drinking. I get all the fucking I don't know what happened and you're like how is that how is that possible I knew I made an absolute conscious decision to go fuck it up even more yeah because I appreciated the destructivity of it all Yeah. yeah more than I liked sobriety at that point right now it's very different yeah very different what what do you think changed i don't know and there was no major like the moment of clarity or anything i saw my grandma she was kind of she was on her apparent deathbed she didn't die until later yeah and i went in there after halloween and i had been kind of helming the whole taking care of grandma thing and the family was around and all that and my brother and i were going to go see her and this was like the 10th day or something yeah and 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 then i went out and to have a nice uh, Halloween with my wife. Yeah. And then that turned into all kinds of shit. When you end up at Del Taco, you know something's wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: If you know it's time at, to get sober. If it's late at night, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Del Taco, not even paying attention to what's around no. you. Just, just like no. No. No,
1: you see the sign kind of through a brownout or a blackout, <laughs> and you're like, what does that say? Del, no.
0: Taco.
1: <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and you know you're doomed.
0: <laughs> but yes, but you can't identify what, what, how your brain is different about sobriety now. Because I know that, well, one thing I know is it doesn't age well, dude. You, you know, that there does come a point where people are just going to be like, Oh, God. This yeah, guy, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This guy's here. <laughs> oh, you mean when you're sober? Well, no. When, when, you're, when you know that, like, if I go out, like, I'm 54, yeah. I, there's no way it's going to go well and there's no way Oh, you mean when you're not yeah oh, like yeah, you yeah, just yeah. You, you, you get too old you really should get to that should factor in that like maybe i'm too old. i think for this that shit. was a
1: fact i think that was absolutely a factor it was like
0: 45 years old yeah
1: i've gotten away with murder yeah it was never i was never the guy that was like you know they were like if you continue you're gonna die <laughs> yeah, and yeah i was like i'm gonna be the last motherfucker to know that i'm dead so yeah. Why should that matter? Again, fuck you, I'll I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. I'll be dead. I won't know. Like while you're in family and all that. Bad argument. But what I was convinced of this is gonna sound really morbid and this is but what I was convinced that I was gonna hit a little kid crossing the street in a blackout and drag him for a mile and not know it, not know that I did it, wake up in jail like I have a few times, too many times, and go what happened? And then them tell me that. I was convinced so it was that on top of seeing my grandmother smile at 99 years old on her on her deathbed right and go that woman's never she's never done that she yeah. was never she was never apt to escape and all that she kind of took care of things as they came she was a badass on every level but yeah. always kept a smile on her face always very sweet and i and i thought who the fuck am i right to to ruin this gift i've been given life yeah
0: Yeah, that's simple. That that sounds like a fairly uh, powerful white light experience. Yeah, but it wasn't.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't condensed. Oh, you're putting
0: it together in retrospect for you. Yeah, thank you for your radio and for yourself and for for yourself for your new house. Thank you for. (laughs) That's (laughs) my christening of the new house. I appreciate it. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you had that moment. Yeah, me too. So when were you? When did the acting start? You've gotten very
1: good at it. Thanks, man. You're very, you're great at it. Well, you know what? I, I I just to just I know we're digressing a lot. Do do whatever you want. But but it's your show. You know, I was listening to your to several, I, and I don't usually do this. I don't usually do research because I don't yeah, want to, right? Because then it puts something in my head. And sure. You, know, I, you produce your own show. B- yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Just I got Overwhelmed. This. Yeah, I got Overwhelmed this. <laughs> until I win. Um, and I, I listened to your couple of your shows and I was listening. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with you because I liked you, but it, yeah. I was listening to some of your people. Uh huh. And then I turned it off and then I listened to somebody else and then I listened to it for a while and I turned yeah. it off. The person that I just listened to the whole thing, yeah. and I love him so much, he defines manliness to yeah. me, Oh, is Lawrence O'Donnell Jr. Oh, yeah yeah I, I literally just finished it outside yeah yeah i was waiting he's 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 a self producer <laughs> he is a self producer
0: <laughs> you were very
1: kind with him because there's a there's a reaction there was two reactions with two different people yeah. that were the same reactions but they were coming from two different places right once was lawrence o'donnell jr one was yeah. lawrence o'donnell jr and it was a reaction of respect for sure yeah and then maybe other stuff right. in there. and then there was the same reaction with Nulty. Yeah. But Uh, it came from a very different place. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was Uh, like, uh, it was bearing. It was bearing.
0: It was bearing down. And not that the stories aren't great because they're great. I told somebody his brain is like a bingo cage of stories. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's rolling and you don't know which one he's going to pick and where it's going to start I just
1: went out to dinner with him because I've known him for years. He was very helpful to me in my mid 20s. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How so? When he was sober and I was kind of fucking around. Oh, yeah. and he kind of took he me laid under it down. his wing. He didn't lay it down, but he took me under his wing and, you know, I mean, laid it down. Like he showed me his blood and shit. Yes, yeah, you know, right. Come over here. Like, see see it swimming. You know, and you're like, yeah, man. See it swimming. I have to go drink now. Um, But he was like, but it was great because it reminded me because I went yeah, out. Yeah. I'd never been to uh, Nobu. Yeah. I don't really, I don't frequent places that, that. I, I guess I should. Right. You know. So he's like I said, Well let's go have dinner and I read his book and there was something about fame, the first the new book. Yeah. Yeah. The two the two or three first pages and yeah. I knew that he had written it. And that was the first thing that I asked him is how many ghostwriters that you had did you have? Because I could tell what he had written and not written. Yeah. And I thought he was the better writer yeah. of whoever sure. he had. But he wrote this thing about fame and I loved it and I asked him about it. Because it's just a question that's in yeah. my head right now. And and then the, the the when he responded, it was something like this. It was like Well and then I boy And I was like, All right, we're gonna need to start over like drink sake <laughs> you know or whatever.
0: Did he make, did no but
1: he... he finally cleared up I don't yeah. know maybe it was a massive loogie that was stuck yeah. or something like that but and then we had a great conversation but I do I love him I love him very much he's yeah. a really good human being man
0: I thought very that the, yeah the part, the part of that book that blew me away because he come up in that he was out here in that time yeah. and he wanted to be an actor but he had no access he didn't know how to even get there yeah. right mm-hmm. so he's doing these jobs mm-hmm. And then he just, he kind of drops this idea that like he realized that, you know, everything that defined him was bullshit, yeah. that he was a fraud, that yeah. his personality was a fraud yeah. and that his, you know, and he went into a room mm. and and just re-put himself back together. He got egoless yeah. and then started from scratch somehow. Yeah. And and I believe him.
1: Yeah. I, no, I believe him too. But the thing that got me the most, which I understood, I'd never heard it put so clearly. It yeah. It was very... And it wasn't for anybody else, but just him telling his story, which only he can do. Right. Um, and, 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 and that was when he was playing football and he was this kind of great football player, a punter or whatever, and, and very valued on the team. And then he'd be, he'd be playing football and he'd start crying on yeah. the field. Right. And they would all come up to him like eventually <laughs> and put their hand on his shoulder and say like, Nick, you don't have to do this like you don't have to play and he was like crying and he goes you don't understand he was like it's not I don't dislike it it's like it was the passion it was the camaraderie it was the planning things out and then having to improvise on that plan when the plan wasn't working yeah it was the whole collective experience yeah and I when when I, I was like that's why I became an actor right because why would I become an actor watching my dad like Kind of if you look at it like a stock trade or a or a or a casino, win lose win lose yeah, win yeah. lose, and the house sure. always wins, you always end either through your ego or financially, right. you always lose in the end, yeah, so why would I do that, yeah? You know, until that thing that I accidentally took a, a class, an improvisational class, and I got up on stage and they said, create this character, we're going to ask you questions and then you answer them as that character. And that was the switch. It was like, oh, this is a whole community of people that just totally like immerse themselves in their imagination. Yeah. And like life isn't enough. Right get it <laughs> yeah get this,
0: it. this is perfect no this is perfect where'd you do that class um santa barbara in high school No. Yeah. no kidding no yeah. and you felt the power of it i did in that moment i
1: felt the power of humor uh-huh so that was because you wanted why it's to get ironic laugh. you I'm wanted like, to get laughs um, it's not that I wanted to get laughs. I got laughs. Right. I wasn't looking to get laughs. Sure? It's just what. No, no. I think now I want to get yeah. Laughs. laughs. Yeah. I think now, then it was. I had no idea what the whole thing was about because I wasn't paying attention at all. I didn't hang out on set with my yeah. dad. I didn't, right. There was nothing that was interesting about it to me other than watching performances of like. I don't know, you know James Dean or something like right. that, or, you but know. you didn't, you didn't have any, you, you were, you always got along with your dad. I always got along with my dad, but I was more into law, right? Which I also did a lot of research on later. Becoming a lawyer, <laughs> no, in jail, <laughs> yeah, um, and I know, yeah, but <laughs> yes, there was, yes, I was very interested in criminal law. That was fascinating to me, which obviously has its acting connections mm-hmm. also.
0: So once you have that revelation there, but you weren't playing. where well, you weren't playing sports? It didn't sound like were you. No, I was surfing. Yeah. Do you still do that? I do. How is it? Is it are you good at it? I, mean, I am. Yeah. I mean, I'm good enough. Where do you go? I go wherever. And is it's what? What's the? We if, just went to Costa
1: Rica, which was amazing. My wife and I.
0: Yeah. She I've never serves. been there.
1: Oh, it's great. Oh huh? my god. Pretty. It's like it's pretty and it's primitive and it's. Dusty and it's fucked up, and your lungs will hurt when you leave. And yeah, it's perfect.
0: That's so it's got
1: everything, everything, <laughs> everything. <laughs> the it's good not, and the bad. It does. It's 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 been uh, it's been westernized enough where it's not totally uncomfortable, but it's uncomfortable enough where you right. feel like. Like, the idea of a spa, to me, yeah, yeah. drives me absolutely nuts. I mean, it creates such tension in me.
0: Yeah, because you it, see the other people in their
1: robes well, it's, wandering around. It's the robes part. It's not seeing the other people. Yeah. It's the robes. Like, yeah. I remember somebody, uh, I was doing a show called The Young Riders a long time ago, and I had a- The Western show? A, yeah, the Western show. I had a bookkeeper- this guy and he was like, "You need to take a vacation." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "You just work and work and work, and you need to use some of that money and take a vacation, relax a little bit." And John Noel, was a great guy. Yeah. So I went to Hawaii. I stayed in a nice place. Which, which island? Well, Kauai. I, I, no, Kauai is. I love Kauai. I love now, Kauai but, too. Yeah. But I think I was in Maui. Yeah. And then I stayed. I, I checked into that hotel. I got in my car. I started driving. There was a dude hitchhiking on the side of the road. I picked him up and I didn't make it back to the hotel for four or five days until I picked up my shit and went to the, to the, and I had the best time with him, man. And we stayed on the beach and we just like ate fucking mangoes and papayas and shit. It was great.
0: Just some stranger? Yeah,
1: it sounds like a weird story, but it's not. It's not it that actually, weird. Yeah. No, it was a wonderful, wonderful time.
0: Did you learn any lessons? Was he magic? Did he did no. he bestow any wisdom upon you? No, him? he I wasn't didn't... like a sage. No, no. he was
1: <laughs> no, he was young. He was I, I was what I was twenty two, and oh, he so, was
0: twenty. Oh, so Maybe. it was just like hey, that bros. kid looks like yeah, bro so yeah, gonna hang out. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> wasn't like a bearded wizard. No, no, <laughs> or a pedophile. <laughs> like yeah, could have went either way. Yeah, it, it was just uh, I they, a tent. <laughs> Where there's nobody around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, cho- I'll show you some shit. I'll show stuff. you some shit. <laughs> <laughs> you like to feel
1: good, don't Take you? Take this. You like vegetables? Here's a mushroom. You know. No thanks,
0: bro. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, <laughs> man. I gotta go, Dad. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta wow. split. So you graduate high school and then you decide to commit to acting? Is that what happens? No. I, got... I kind of want to know because I'm, I'm, I do not mean to interrupt you, but the, uh, I've, I've gotten more respect for actors over time. Mm. Because sometimes, like, you talk to, I would talk to actors, and uh, some of them don't want to be, you know, open, or some of them may not have much in there, which is fine, Mm -hmm. but uh, but there's this weird, like, lately, because I've been doing some acting myself, like, I start to appreciate just exactly what you realized about it when you first did it, was that, like... You, it's its own world, and mm-hmm. you can you have this freedom to do what you're going to do in this other body almost, in this mm-hmm. other character. So I, I've, I'm very interested how people get there. So
1: your interest in actors is
0: purely self-based? Uh, my interest in almost up.
1: everything. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Again, more honesty. Um, yeah, I don't like actors so much either. Yeah. I don't. I just, I don't, I don't, I, I've never. But the good ones you like? Not particularly. I like their work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, right, right. But no, the, 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 I've always kind of, writers were always, like, I just got along with them better and I understood them better. And everybody wants to be an actor, man, as is shown in social media now.
0: Well, that's the thing, that, that, that's the other side of it, is that it's sort of a hustle. It's a total hustle. And, and like, you know, you start... Like, there there are dudes that you think are great that are sort of like, nah, I'm just in it for the pussy. And yeah, I can, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And I can yeah. hang out in a trailer. I am just exactly. shit. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's you like... Know. And I get that, but it's sort of like, nah, what did you tell me that for? you know, fucking make something up? Yeah,
1: exactly. And, 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 you know, <laughs> actors, even now, like, people will be like, hey, man, what do I do? And I'll go, like, you study and you this and then go find somebody, yeah. right? And, and they don't want to do that. They just want to be... Yeah, known. Yeah, and and back. That's why I appreciated Nolte Stanger. Right, kind of like in that in that world of me and Benicio, who I adore. And yeah, you know, we studied with Stella Adler, and we were into the psychology of it. Like right, acting was only a means to manifest a, an interest in writing and good writing. In psychology, in f- these fucked up people trying to figure out what made yourself tick, what yeah. made other people tick, yeah. why do I feel like I do, yeah. and even though it's totally narcissistic, there's a, there's a psychological and sociological element to it that's fucking fascinating. And also, there there the the thing that I keep hearing is you the servicing of the story, servicing of the story. You're telling a story. That's that's what I keep hearing. You're telling a story as a social commentary yeah. in order to... Well, sometimes it's not. Sometimes yeah. it's just entertainment. Right. But sometimes you're able to mirror society back to themselves right. so they can see where they're... Like a great writer right. or a great journalist, so they can see kind of where they're at yeah. with one step back so they're not personally involved and blinded by their personal involvement. Sure. You know what I mean? That's cool. Yeah. That to me is cool. So if you do something like something cultish like the Goonies or you right. do something what what I consider But you wouldn't have known that was cultish at the time you did it no 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 of course right. not but then you do then you do thrashing which I always kind of talk down about
0: yeah
1: and I've learned not to do that now when somebody comes up and said hey man I loved you in thrashing yeah I go oh, I was so shitty in that movie that was the whole reason why I moved to New York so yeah. I could study in New York and actually figure out how to do this thing but I don't realize or I didn't realize that, you know, like say their parents were junkies and they had nothing to live for and they were tortured and and they found skateboarding because they saw that movie and it made their lives worthwhile. You you take that away from them if you... That's the power of storytelling. Right. Even if it's
0: a shit movie. Right. But but when you say, "I, I wasn't any good, they're like... That that robs them of their experience. Totally, yeah. It robs them of their experience. And how dare me? Well, yeah, but that's a, that's a, a sign of maturity. That's something you can only learn. You're not age. It's right, exactly. Right. Age, where where it's uh, you know, it's like it's a, it's an old joke. You know, where the comic is walking around the mall the next day. You know, after a Friday night shows, did two shows, and he's just hanging out with the other comic, and a couple mm-hmm. of chicks walk up to him, and and uh, one chick goes, "God, you were funny last night. I really want to fuck you." And the comic goes, really? Which show were you at? <laughs> totally. Totally.
1: <laughs> you know, I just started watching. My, my agent um, yeah. told me, he said, very sweetly, he said, there's this Gary Shandling uh, the doc? Uh, doc. Yeah.
0: Did you watch it? Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I interviewed him once. Mm. I didn't know him that well. Yeah, I didn't either. But, but I'll tell you, there's something about his approach that was really something. Yeah. You know, that, like the, the attempt at... Uh, at spirituality the commitment to sort of trying to to get that peace trying
1: to get that peace and also as a what was he an engineer also oh, yeah, the idea he, which I can identify with which is working yeah we can figure out how to do this yeah this yeah. is a mathematical equation. Yeah that we just have to figure out well, and that, I think I was I, I'm along those not that I've figured it
0: out. In your particular oh, you mean with spirituality with the craft of acting with or with life? With the craft of acting. Well that's well that's it. that's the question. So you do these early things and so that's what happened. You you get into these you got into a few TV shows and a couple movies to start. Mm-hmm. You know just by virtue of who you are, or what happened? How did that happen? Oh, you mean because my dad? I don't know if it was because your dad. I'm just
1: a, no. I think that was that. That actually worked against me. <laughs> I think. I think. I mean, I not because of anything yeah, that yeah. he did, but I think the idea of nepotism was so. Um, was so bad tasting, yeah. for lack of a better right. phrase, yeah. to people mm-hmm. that they didn't want to be the ones that lent themselves to that. But I, what I do think it did is open some doors and see people sure. that I wouldn't normally have been able to see. Right. But, you know, I went out and I got an agent. I lied. I created a whole resume that was fake. And you were how and old? You were young. 16. I had been kicked out of my house in Santa Barbara. By your mother? By my mom. Well, that, what happened? i don't know it was just a, another fight or whatever and i was you know it was that, 15 man yeah. i was drinking and i was it yeah. was bad it was I don't. Surfing, i don't blame her doing all. acid surfing's not bad no you just, no. You just put something <laughs> in there <laughs> that was actually good you were drinking and you surf, were surfing, surfing you fucking. and you did acid <laughs> yeah the surfing part's kind of a good part <laughs> and
0: acid halfway half of the time half of mm-hmm. the time the acid's okay. surfing on
1: acid though oh. that was something was it i uh, bet no i never did that yeah oh. So my mom just she just said, you know, go live with your dad and I think they were going through a divorce at the time and uh so I went down there and I tried to kind of get my shit together yeah. and then part of getting my shit together was I started doing martial arts a lot and then I started Which one? um taekwondo. Uh-huh. And then I went out and I I just I, I, you know, it was it was like a desperate move to do something something other than what I was doing.
0: And you'd already had the the improv
1: I had already had the improv thing revelation, think, yeah, which I think uh, prompted the whole thing.
0: But what was the moment where you decided to go to New York? I mean, wh- why did you decide? So to So I did it Goonies, series? which
1: was like the greatest experience of my life. Right. I mean, and again, we go back to the Nolte thing, which is just yeah. communal, amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, incredible people, and Steven Spielberg, and then <clears throat> and then Donner, and yeah. And all that. And, Donner's and great. Amazing. Yeah. And it just the whole thing was unlike anything I had ever experienced. And then I went from that to thrashing. And the only reason I got thrashing was because there was this huge billboard up on Sunset of Goonies because I know that when I read for it, I was so bad and there was no way I would have been <laughs> hired had I not had a big billboard where I was the biggest person on the billboard. Right. And then I saw thrashing and I went to the premiere and I saw thrashing and it was, I was, I didn't feel that I was, as um... Where I didn't I wasn't doing what I wanted to do.
0: Can you are you any good at watching yourself now? Yeah, I don't have that thing.
1: Or not, you can't. I, maybe I'm not narcissistic enough, or maybe I'm so narcissistic that I can watch it. And But the thing, when I watch it, I say, does this work or does it not? I think that I have some objectivity, like yeah. no country or sure. milk or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I watch it and I go, does that work? Or I'll call Gus and I'll say, what was that scene that we did? I think it's more appropriate if we put that in and take maybe that out oh, yeah? and that kind of thing. Because yeah. you look at it as a story. Sure. I don't look at it as me anymore. Right. I see the story. Right. And I go, is it effective? Yeah. It's way better to be okay in a great movie than be great in a shitty movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. It's great yeah. to be in a great movie. Yeah. There's nothing better. Yeah, I bet. In a great story, if you're holding Caulfield
0: in... in, in you Catcher. Know, Catcher in the Rye, Yeah, Lye, yeah sure it'd be great fucking hell yeah but i mean but you also don't have a lot of control over that do you sometimes no no no. you don't
1: all you have is is your opinion and you do you know something like sicario and you know you get your notes so good yeah but see that's one of those things that like we did sicario and benny and i looked at each other and we went well that didn't work really totally why because you know you don't know people go do you have that feeling when you're doing a movie that's eventually appreciated do you have a feeling it's like what you just said i watched that movie twice oh that's good Maybe three times. I like that movie. Should stop watching that movie. And go he <laughs> thrashes. I'm telling I'm, you, it'll I'm,
0: change your life. I'm thinking about getting a box set of Marcus Welby's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: going all the way back. I I want go to start all the way there. back. That's
0: it. No, I mean, but like, uh, I, I thought your performance was great in Sicario, and I thought he was great, and uh, I. but it was look, the, but that's one of those movies where you know when he finally does his business, you're pretty satisfied. Yeah, you're pretty satisfied in the way that Taylor kind of um,
1: structured that whole thing. You know, yeah. You're on Emily for half the movie, and then you do what you absolutely don't do, and that's change narrative oh. point of view into Benny. Mm-hmm. And you don't really do that. That's yeah. kind of like a great photographer knowing all the rules and then breaking the rules, whereas that's that's Taylor Sheraton too, you know. He, He's just one of those unique writers that's able to fuck with structure and have it work. Yeah. And then you need a great director like yeah. Denis. Yeah. That's able to know how to.
0: So you think it so? Ultimately, it. it wasn't that bad an experience, but you just didn't feel it worked. Not you... that it wasn't a, but a bad experience. You just you you
1: have a feeling. Yeah. And that feeling is usually wrong.
0: Right. Oh, good. Yeah. Because <laughs> he...
1: Yeah. Now I'm mature enough. Right. To know that uh, to listen to my own feeling is
0: meaningless. So with the raw goods that you took to New York with the desire to pursue acting, you know, in, in earnest, who, what did, what did you start doing? What, you mean what did i do where in did new you york try, yeah where did you i started you train? I, there was
1: a guy that that i that i met i was writing a lot in my early a hitchhiker 20s and, no yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we started doing theater in a tent yeah and, uh, I've you know, just for us though just <laughs> yeah, for us
0: that guy that famous trainer No,
1: i met a guy named anthony zerby yeah oh he's trippy man yeah he's my best bud and he married my my wife and i recently and yeah, he's my he's my closest friend.
0: Like he's like one of those character actors that was always kind of uh, scary, even when he wasn't being scary. And the nicest
1: guy in the world. Yeah, the nicest guy in the world. Anthony then you see Surabhi. Omega Man.
0: Yeah, you, see,
1: you know, you go back and see those movies, and he's just fucking fantastic, and one of the great Shakespearean actors of all time. Really. And he and Roscoe Lee Brown, who's not around anymore. Roscoe Lee Brown, yeah, like you know, great baritone yeah. black actor. Yeah. And they did this thing called Behind the Broken Words, which was a compilation of poetry. And remember in the 90s when everybody was speaking poetry? Yeah. Like Cafe Lalo and yeah. Fairfax and all this kind of stuff. And they'd get up and they'd go, my balls. And everybody would go, yeah. yeah. Spoken it was word. Just, it was so yeah. fucking bad. Sure. It was all so bad. Yeah. But when you saw Zerby and Roscoe do Behind the Broken Words, it was like. It, it just took you to another. It made it made me appreciate literature and poetry and words and structure and the music of poetry. um And you just saw this by coincidence. You just no. What had happened is I did Young Writers with him. Yeah. And I heard him reading. Or I heard him speaking. Excuse me, Anthony. Poetry and and I kind of got together a few of my poems and went over on the honey wagon. My yeah. little tiny. You know, trailer and yeah. walked over, and I said, Would you mind reading a few of these aloud? And he said, Yeah, he was kind of a dick, and he was like, You know, <laughs> yeah, eh, sure. Yeah. And he yeah. grabbed him and he started reading them, and they sounded way better than they were because they were coming through his voice. And then he looked at me and he said, You're a writer. And I was like, Yeah. So we became very close, and he gave me a lot of books to read. And uh, oh, yeah,
0: like what was the first just, book?
1: He gave me Blake. He gave me. Oh. He gave me Ginsberg. He gave me Ferlinghetti. He wow. gave me Auden. He yeah. gave me. I mean, a lot of. I a should not It wouldn't be
0: amazing if I had all those right here. I know. I have true. them on. They're on another shelf. Do you? No, I, I have, have them all too. Of, yeah, I have them, them too. But if I would put those up, it would just fucked with you. It would have. No, I would have. I would have gone. Let's have an age Then the whole thing
1: would be a poetry reading, and be it'd be a bummer. So, so
0: the experience was. No, no, dude, I I do that. I mean, I read it. I you know, I study poetry. I I wrote poetry. There's part of me that lives in that place not daily yeah you know you can't live there every day because we'd be different men you'd be driving a different car yeah it's true <laughs> no it's true i had a guy i had a buddy who just
1: wrote a book and he was like you know i'm thinking like this may sustain me yeah. throughout my and i'm like no man i know fucking great writers yeah. and they all have another job You're, right they all have another sure job this guy writing. my friend
0: sam lipsite the guy who wrote the ask he's a teacher at uh columbia yeah yeah hmm. unless it's they sell probably. out somehow Unless then,
1: you're, unless you're, what? Unless
0: you're, you know, what is it? J.K. Rollins? yeah, or, sure, know. writing the fantasy for the forget it for the kids, you but know. the adults are like, it's not just for kids. Exactly. That's 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 how you make money. So we started
1: doing theater. I, I remember during hiatus, everybody wanted to do a movie. Uh huh. And Zerby came up to me and he said, "Do you want to do this play during hiatus?" From he, the writers, and he had a connection with Rochester, New York, Jiva Theater. Yeah, and I did four or five seasons at jiva theater i did two plays every summer
0: and rotating rep with him yeah so i did
1: probably eight or ten plays
0: and there. he and that was your training mm-hmm. basically that was the experience doing stage work with anthony zervi that the, and i
1: studied with people i studied with stella adler for a while and in I, new york you know, yeah and i was involved in different theater groups but mostly that i would say that was the that was a, just a, a that was one of those things that we're talking about it's like whatever fear that you have or whatever trepidation i you know i still i shake when i when i speak publicly and so i have a great fear around all that and like acting and all that uh, i probably could have been a much better actor had i not been so fearful when you were younger when i was younger yeah so i just went toward it yeah and did what i could to try and you know and plays battle that fear plays will do that that'll knock it out of you I remember my dad came up at one point. He came up to see one play and in I, Rochester? In Rochester and I put him out on when obviously nobody yeah. was there, but I put him out on the thrust of the stage and I saw his knees start to shake. And really? I go, How does it feel? And he goes, Never <laughs> never <laughs> I was like yeah
0: did he ever do that no I never did that he was always a tv guy movie guy he was guy. always a tv and movie guy it's a much different racket isn't it it is man and i don't know if it's
1: like i don't i don't i don't prefer one of the uh, over the other i just don't i don't think there's better acting in theater and all that cuz i've seen theater actors yeah. go to film and they're not good right i've seen film actors go to theater and they're not good I've seen, it depends. It's just another,
0: you know, form of storytelling. No, definitely. But, but it's nice to have the chops, isn't it? It's It's nice nice to know know
1: that you did something that people appreciate
0: But it's also nice to know that like, yeah, I can do a play. You know, I, I, you know, I know that world, you know, like I, you know, it's, it's, it's nervous, but I, I know how to do that.
1: But that's what I mean with this day and age.
0: Uh People don't want to do that. Yeah. They want to just be, they want a lot of likes. Yeah, a lot of likes they want and they to fill just, that heart. Yeah, yeah, but you know what, a lot of them don't really last and sometimes they last in a world that, you know, you or I don't know about or give a shit about mm-hmm. necessarily. Mm-hmm. I you know, there's all these different worlds, there's all these different little niches, but Niches, exactly. And you know what what do you gonna do? There's no stopping it. Cats out of the bag, it's over. <laughs> but
1: you're doing it I mean look at you're in your garage right sure, now I'm, I talking, I'm looking at the list of people you've been talking to I'm like what the
0: fuck like how do you pull this one off yeah alright so let's so okay so you do all this stuff where'd you meet Benicio Del Toro
1: I did a, an episode of that Private Eye series with oh.
0: him and you guys have been friends since I can't
1: say we've been friends oh, yeah. since but we've appreciated each other's company since.
0: Well, are there any guys that, you know, in the game that you are friends with in any regular way or are you just Sean? Yeah. Probably Sean um
1: Benny, who else? I mean, that's the thing with this business is you you have a lot of people that come and go. Yeah. So there's, you know, Nick I was close with, Mickey Rourke I was close with, and, you know, I still talk to Mickey through Instagram now, which is fucking hilarious (laughs) because, you know, you go back enough years and (laughs) these people wouldn't even touch something like that. Right. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. Um, But, you know, a lot of people that I I appreciate, a lot of people that I've worked with because I've done a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, but no, man, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't hang
0: out in the right places. I don't hang out with people in general. Like I, I, it's like, it's, what are you going to do? Yeah. Plus I had kids early. How many you got? You
1: have four? No, I got two. Uh huh. Yeah. I got, I got a almost 30 year old and a 25 year old. So yeah, I had kids very early on, which. And that's a responsibility. That was great that's yeah. the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I didn't have any it's over you didn't no you, I didn't do no. it no you could still do it I, that's what people tell me well they can yeah. yeah I know I know people that have done it you know that stuff that comes out yeah it still works at it 54. does really that's it's, so it's gross so I just grossed myself out because I was looking at you in the eye when <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah it's a very intimate moment it was weird but it was okay it does you can I mean look it, it's it's a different deal now how they mean, turn out women that amazing really really amazing despite you despite me <laughs> Despite me, seriously, <laughs> but I think that I've uh, I think that they appreciate me now uh, more, being adults themselves. I'm happy they turned out good. Yeah, thanks, man.
0: You worked with a lot of like I think that like it seems like I think flirting disa- with disaster that was a ballsy movie that was a for good you. Movie. you. It was a good character. You were well, in not chipper. for me. I mean, I
1: would have done it. I would have done it had it been any other movie.
0: No, no, I mean just being chipper and gay. It was nice. I yeah. liked it. Yeah. That's the kind of shit that I like doing. Yeah and that, uh because i could tell like looking back at it, it was probably a stretch at that time it was not a stretch in
1: my acting experience it was a stretch in film mm-hmm. i had done a lot of that shit on stage uh-huh and in did you and, and i like that movie i really love that movie i love that director yeah he's I mean, great he and i became you know good david friends. o russell yeah really good friends did you do another movie with him no we talked about doing there was a series that i had written that he was going to do, and then the kind of the thing fell apart, and then we uh-huh. kind of redid it in a whole new different way, and then we may do it next year. But I don't think he's going to be involved. But we'll see. And like,
0: what when you put together, let's let's talk about craft a little bit. Okay, okay. you ready? Yeah, because <laughs> when you d- like the difference between like No Country and and W, but also but like uh, and Milk, and but then like Hail Caesar, which I fucking loved. Oh, good. I fucking love that movie. I'm glad. And I I got mad at people online who said it wasn't a great Cohen's brother movie. Right. I I have I've I've made the argument that it might be their best movie. Really? Yeah. But people, the Cohen people, they're just sort of like nah. And I'm like, you got to watch it better. Yeah. It's you got to watch it better. Yeah. I like that. It's all in there. Yeah. Do you, it's you all think it has
1: anything it? to do with the fact that you're Jewish?
0: Uh. Because
1: it had that kind of. I, know. But they've been they've done more Jewy movies. Oh, way more. I mean, the,
0: yeah. The, I mean, yeah. I didn't I didn't get the, I I kind of got that feeling. Yeah. But I thought it was more like a, a it's almost like a.
1: I mean, I'm curious.
0: I don't know why it did well or didn't do well or whatever. I thought know? well what what I loved about it is is I like the old Hollywood stuff. I like that they put so much effort into staging things yeah. the from a different era that were that were really you know kind of uh, popular entertainment yeah. and to see what went into that yeah. you know behind the scenes that. made musical number even mm-hmm. though it was tongue in cheek it and was the, amazing the esther williams bit like all that stuff what, yeah. you know the noel coward bit like that to me was like history yeah, and then to have the subtext of the jesus story and your your sort of strange burden in life yeah uh and then just the the sort of points of departure from real hollywood stuff i just i liked the whole thing yeah, i thought it was too. a whole universe and i thought they handled the i thought they handled the 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 communist thing better than that movie that uh cranston was in yeah you know and it was sort of a comedic approach to it but it was like i mean it was a satirical approach satirical. almost almost a parody yeah but, but it was to me it was smart. more yeah really smart yeah and that kid Those who played the cowboy smart. i mean jesus yeah. christ yeah oh that kid was amazing what
1: and that you know that kid is so funny because that's like i experienced that a little bit about like it's right around the corner for you man
0: yeah right you know? yeah, yeah. And that's
1: kind of what he's gotten and he's like i mean you look at his acting and different thing that he's that he's done he mm-hmm. did that thing with warren beatty and he was great in it he's just always great yeah but the movie is like first of all when they offered me the movie i was really surprised when i read it um but they know you they they know me but i know that they were kind of asking around to see if i could if I was going to be good with the dialogue, uh-huh. I mean that's very Coens. Like, there's yeah. no pretense with the Coens at all. Yeah, at all. Yeah, you know. And and there's no compliments. There's no any of that. Yeah, it's just work. Right. And there's smart work. <laughs> yeah. Wait, maybe I, do I have my phone? Anyway, I, there's uh, there's funny texts because that, like I'm doing this George and Tammy movie, and I and I asked uh, Joel. I said, Are you interested in revisiting this as a director? And he said, Yes, I'm. I'm interested in revisiting it when
0: it's finished. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know he can't just say no yeah, or yeah. say something kind. Right.
0: you know but those guys you're doing very... george jones and tammy Wynette movie is that what that is yeah you're playing george yeah. who's directing that um a guy named tate taylor are you shooting it already no not yet how's the script
1: really good abe sylvia really good jessica chastain is playing
0: um oh my tammy god Wynette. that's gonna be great i hope so do you think you can act drunk yeah, I've done a lot of research. I've done some. Right, so tell me. So okay, so they're they're looking around. Yeah, uh, uh, for other people to play the part. Is that what you're telling me? No, they're looking around to
1: see to, to, to I don't know, get some kind of uh, affirmation yeah. that I can play that part. Huh? Um, and then I heard I heard that they were, and then I called them, and I was like, What the fuck? Are you asking other people for? Like you know me? Yeah. Like not only do you know <laughs> me professionally, you know me personally. Yeah. Just ask. I did like, a big movie me for me you.
0: Remember the movie I yeah, did for yeah. you? <laughs> I did several movies. I've yeah. done
1: three and a half movies. I've done No Country, True Grit, oh, yeah. and Hail Caesar. And I did a short for them that was for the 60th anniversary of Cannes. Uh-huh. So I've worked with them a lot. Yeah. I'm very fortunate and I don't really understand it given my personality why people would want to work with me more than once, uh-huh. but I've been very fortunate like Oliver Stone I've worked with twice. I've yeah. worked with, you know, I'm, I'm lucky in that way.
0: So what, what exactly did they say when you said, why are you asking around, what do you, what do you need to know? Nothing. Nothing nothing yeah no that's
1: what I'm saying there's no
0: story there yeah there's never a story with the Coens
1: there's never a story
0: well how do well so what now I've talked to uh, Walter Hill in here I've talked to a few directors not many but like what's their approach to you what do you you just do all the work I mean because that character like for me it was very like you had to make certain very distinct choices because it is a comic character it is not like you know you can't just blow out you know it was a guy that sort of Yeah, uh, he had a a burden. He was very conscious of the burden. With
1: every movie, there's something. There's what I call the hook. Yeah, and you look for the hook. Yeah. So ninety percent of the research research that you do is for nothing. Yeah. But ten percent is your ability to be able to delve into. And for me, this all sounds pretentious, but no, it doesn't. To me, when once you find that hook, then you start to saturate yourself. Then the whole world opens up. But it's the the 90% is you embarrassing the shit out of yourself and trying to find that thing. Yeah. So I did a lot of stupid kind of meanderings with that character. And I remember I was doing a voice and I was looking at Abbott and Costello Uh and I was looking at like New Jersey and I was, you know, I didn't know a, you should talk like this or should we, you know, talk like this or, you know, when it's the same thing with true grit, I was doing true grit and I came in there and I started rehearsing and that, that character I was kind of doing like this. Yeah. You know, he's badass, and he's going to kill this little kid, and he's... A, and we all looked at each other, and we just went, it's not working. Right. you so got to take go, the chance. you got to take yeah. the chance. And yeah. Basically, acting is, you know, feeling like an asshole 90% of the time, and then 10% of the time you find that, but you have to be willing to take the leap to be embarrassed and to feel totally off-camber in order to find that thing, so... I was doing voices and then I'd send them a voice and then they'd send me back a comment like, you know, we love the, we love this phrase, but why don't you work on the eyes or why don't you work on the, this, these verbs. And then I thought, are they fucking with me? Are they just playing? Are they, which is very, very possible and still possible. And they would never admit it to me even if they were doing that. But I f- finally found this thing, this tone, and then I sent it to him and they were like, that sounds pretty close, Huh? you know, and then we start talking about the dress and how he dresses, and does he change and how often does he change and, you know, does yeah. he have a tick? Does he have a thing like W, you know, we did this eating thing with Oliver and we yeah. just decided on set, like he, yeah. sh- he needs to be utilizing his hands all the time or have something in his mouth all the time. Why? I don't know.
0: Yeah. So those are those are things that happen with the uh, you know with the collaboration with the work, yeah. But like it sounds like those two guys like you know they don't he, he, Coens don't expect you to show up a full package. They need to work you a little
1: bit. The the no because the Coens what the Coens do really well is they cast really well. Yeah, they're just good at it. Yeah, so they don't have to do what other directors i've felt do and that's they're going to mold you and meld you into this thing yeah they go you're the guy so that whatever whatever they do up to that point is the torture that they go through i know with no country they saw everybody yeah. And I sent them a tape and I was doing a grindhouse with Robert Rodriguez and I said I can't show up at the Coen's thing. Can you help put you know can you make this tape for me? Yeah. And Robert said, "Why don't we just use the camera that we have and we'll do it on set with so a million dollar Genesis camera." <laughs> yeah. And then Tarantino came in and directed it and Robert shot it. <laughs> and then we sent these scenes from No Country yeah. to the to to the Coen's and then they saw it and their response was, "Who lit it?" <laughs> and there was no comment about me or that so i was a no i was an immediate immediate no and then they went through more of a process of not finding the guy who they felt w- for you know however whatever aspects they were looking for of of a guy of a normal guy or somebody represented whatever they saw yeah. in their heads and then finally um when they were going to choose one dude and i got in there that morning that the day that they were going to choose somebody else yeah and I walked in there and I did six scenes. I, I was very lucky. Michael Cooper was my agent at the time. And and he got me into that room. And uh, I did maybe four scenes with him with a full Texas accent. And And then I sat down with him and I talked. And Joel just stared at me the whole time. He never blinked. He never... It was like he was dead. He's the tall one? He was the tall one. Yeah. And then the little guy, Ethan, whose books I had read, I had read his book of poetry, I'd read his short stories. Yeah. And we started talking about that. And then he said, Well let me interrupt you for a second. And I said, Yeah. And he goes, Can you do a Texas accent? I was like, Well, I just I just did. And he was like, Oh good, good. Okay, well good. So I left and I thought, fucking fantastic meeting those guys. Big fan. <laughs> yeah. That's never gonna happen. Right. And then I gotta call it noon that day, saying from Joel and Ethan saying, Would you be interested in doing this part? Yeah. And I said, let me think. <laughs> <laughs> Get back <Yes>. to you. <laughs> it is a hell of a part, huh? An amazing part. Amazing part. Amazing movie to be involved with. And talk yeah. about something that wasn't precious at all. I mean Deacons, Mary Zofri's doing the costumes. Everybody's at the top of their game. Yeah. And there again, there's no pretense. Yeah. There's no bullshit. There's no pretense. There's no ego uh-huh. none of it
0: what was that guy's hook
1: um there was a guy there's a guy it's funny because i was just up at my ranch and the rains came and i got we got locked into the ranch because yeah. we have an arizona crossing so when the rains and when the water comes you can't cross that crossing so uh-huh. you're stuck on the ranch yeah. and we started to you know uh, uh, there was no food so i called my buddy rick who lives down the street who used to be on my ranch He used to live on a trailer in my on my ranch yeah where is this uh past robles yeah and i said you know we might need some food he goes hey man no problem you know we'll get a, a backpack and a piece of rope and uh, i'll throw some uh, fiddles over to you and i was like great so that was the that was the hook was rick Rick, we were doing a scene, me and Carla Jean, and we were doing a scene in the trailer looking at the TV and we were looking at each other when we were rehearsing the scene and there was just something that wasn't working and I went to Joel and Ethan and who the fuck am I to say anything at this Uh point? But I was just like, something's wrong, something's off. And they were like, they, they said, no, it's fine. Yeah. I said, yeah, it's fine, fine's not really enough. And then we talked about it and this and that and then I thought of Rick and I thought Rick would never look at his wife. Right. You don't look at your partner all the time. Yeah. You look at everybody in acting. When you're yeah. acting, you look at everybody in the eye. When you're when, in life, you don't really do that. Like right. I'm talking to you. Half the time, I've been looking at my water bottle. Sure, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's just natural, right? So then we just—if you look at the scene, we're both looking at the TV, talking to each other like that, but looking that way. And it to me, it made the scene. Oh, yeah, that was very Rick.
0: And 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 that—but was that a personality thing that came through the whole thing? Like is, I think is, so. Is the hook something that gives you a portal into somebody's? character
1: yes right and it was rick and i don't remember it was rick yeah and then whatever came out of that yeah was based on that thing
0: right and that may have nothing to do with him ultimately sure but you let the script in you let the story in and you start using that just give me some visceral visual
1: that i can click into that i can always resort to no matter what yeah knowing that that's a good that's the foundation that will always suffice yeah that, and that. then anything beyond that is up to my imagination and up to my skill as an actor. And what
0: about the Hail Caesar? What was the what was the hook? Was um the voice.
1: Oh yeah. It was the Abbott and Costello thing. Who's the bigger one? Is that uh, Costello? Lou
0: Costello. Hey Abbott, Lou, Lou, Lou the Lou, fat one. The fat one. No, 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 no the bigger one. Oh, the, 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 the taller oh, guy. Oh yeah, the taller guy. Yeah, it
1: yeah. was him because we had there was three other and I'm trying to remember it was like my, my mother was one. My mother and my aunt, because my mother had a really, really deep voice uh-huh. from Texas, yeah. talk like this. Oh, really? So it was kind of like that tone. Hmm. And then there was the Abbott Costello thing. And then there was Michael Shannon. I remember I thought of at one point, um, but a bunch of different voices. And then something. So you start with the voice on that one. With that one. That's I mean, wild. it could be a walk. It could be, a, again, it's like, I don't. It sounds lame to me when I talk about it because literally I'm walking around and I'm talking to doorknobs. I'm talking to because I don't hang out with a lot of people. So I'm, I'm just trying to be as open as possible. And then with Hail Caesar, I rented a black box theater and I had all the actors come down and rehearse before we started the movie. And it wasn't really directed by me, but I just wanted to be able to have the... Banter? The banter. Yeah. And then... Because I was nervous.
0: I yeah. was nervous. And everybody's willing to do that for you. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Except for George. George. Clooney. Oh, really? He didn't come down? No, I didn't ask him. Oh. <laughs>
1: he's too big of a movie star.
0: Is he? Yeah. No, he's not. No, we He ne- seems like a nice guy.
1: Really nice, man.
0: Really, really, and really with, nice. And with, uh, with uh, uh, Milk... With Dan White, that guy's name, right? Yeah. He's a real guy. Real guy. So, did
1: you look at him? I was really fortunate because there was a cop that knew him really well that had a tape that not a lot of people had heard. Uh huh. A confession. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Only a handful of people had heard that. So, I was doing all the research, I was doing all my stuff that was meaningless. And then I heard that, and that was all I needed. I remember him talking. I mean, nobody really understands this, nor should they. But on the confession, he yeah. was talking about how his fingertips were hot after he had shot Mayor Moscone and was walking over to shoot Harvey Milk yeah. and how he remembers his fingertips being hot. I thought that was such a weird yeah. thing. And I remember I asked Gus because we didn't have, we had him shooting Moscone and then suddenly he's walking into Harvey's office and yeah. I said, you know, there was that great shot that you did in Elephant where you follow the kid through the whole school. Yeah, I said, I think that. It kind of deserves to be here. Yeah. Is to follow Dan White's face from one end of the, the yeah. city hall yeah, right. all the way to the other. Because was there a moment that he thought about running? Was there a moment that the consciousness of knowing what he had just done and it, was he sensitive to that? Was yeah. he not sensitive? Had he cut himself off? Was he so resentful at that point that there's just a determination to do as much harm? What I loved about that character it was this he was so weak. Yeah. That his only resort or his feeling was the only thing that he could do to, to to create an impact was have a gun, load a gun, point the gun, shoot the gun, and kill somebody, and therefore he had an impact. Right, like that's how he was completely impotent. Totally, other than that, right. Totally. He felt so impotent at that point, And not to justify what he did, but psychologically, that's so fucking interesting to me.
0: Right, because, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not even rage. No. He just wanted satisfaction.
1: Just let me have an impact on something.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's gnarly.
1: So coming from a guy in high school who was yeah. interested in getting a laugh... <laughs> To <laughs> shooting one of the greatest fucking people that that uh, you know that created a movement in in San Francisco, and that was quite. Yeah, Sean did quite a sh- performance. There. He was so good, man. Yeah, he was so good. And what I love about Sean, working with Sean, we both pace a lot. Yeah, and you know, you think it's going to be precious, and you know, I, I don't know, I'm going to work with Daniel Day Lewis, yeah. and he's going to be in character the whole time, and right. me, I find it much more freeing to do the opposite. Yeah. Not be in character yeah, to literally be as distracting as possible to everybody <laughs> in my vicinity. <laughs> yeah. So I can delve into something when we right. do the scene. That's for me. Yeah. And, uh, Sean was kind of the same way so it was fun working with
0: him. Yeah I feel like I didn't make it clear how much respect I have for Sean Penn as an actor and you know and I was certainly willing to read the book and I, and I did make it through most of it but like the the thing that I wanted to have is a conversation like this and I feel like I just got him at a juncture in his life where for he seems like you, you know I don't know uh, how consistent he is with you know his his you know how he feels about himself but he just didn't he wasn't gonna do it right he wasn't going to talk about acting he didn't want to act anymore right. he saw he was he, he he you know it didn't serve him anymore and I didn't believe a fucking word of it there you go there you go
1: you didn't <laughs> believe a fucking word of it which is I, you know th- those are pe- you probably should have said that uh-huh because then, then there's an honesty, and then there's a there's a
0: road you can go down that's that, he's that's, tough, That's man. more substantive. Yeah, but he's you tough. Know what I mean, he, I don't feel that he was willing. Like, because there was a moment there where he was funny, and he said something about Nolte of all people. Or where I saw a moment yeah. where I'm like, fuck, why can't I talk to that guy, the guy who said that? Right. You, you know what I mean?
1: No, I do. I know what you mean. I love talking to people like that.
0: Because I, told, I I told him Nolte had been on the show, yeah. and all Sean says was he found it. Yeah, he found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> no, goes. but you got to When we, we Sean and I did Gangster Squad together, and we all had a reading, and Jeff Robinoff, who was wa- running Warner Brothers at the time, you know, wanted to do a, yeah. a reading for for the for the big wigs for the suits, and I was sitting next to Sean doing the reading, and Nick had come in, and they go. <sighs> and and like halfway through the reading when Nick was, he was mumbling all his shit to himself and and, and Sean looked over at me or kind of leaned over to me and he goes, that's going to be you (laughs) later. I was like, fuck you, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, he is funny, isn't he? He's extremely funny. Yeah. And he's very, very smart. Yeah. And can you know, tell he'll that. He'll go down this fucking labyrinth that you go, where the fuck are you going, man? Yeah. Right. And then he'll come around and make a point that's an extremely intelligent point. Yeah. But you just have to be willing to, to hop on the magic carpet ride in order to get there. Yeah. And what I look forward to is the future. If he hates acting so much or whatever that is, then fucking keep writing. Yeah. Keep writing and see what happens, yeah, actually I, develop as sure. a writer I'd like because him to I listen think it he's up. yeah, he's smart enough to be able to do it, and I think that I think he enjoys it yeah I d- I if you don't add. enjoy acting, then fuck it, like I don't enjoy acting particularly, but I do enjoy the result, and I enjoy the people i work work with. I think acting is a pain in the ass, really totally Why? because of the repetition well, i I remember people even in high school and yeah. you know you'd do a scene and you know they'd go fuck yeah, uh-huh fucking nailed that yeah. i was like yeah. i've never had that feeling yeah. ever
0: <laughs> ever <laughs> about like a, what is a, that about anything
1: no 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 i've had that feeling about other things yeah. but i've never had that feeling about acting yeah and then you see the result and you go and i have the ability to be able to go wow that worked right or that's a good story Well, i guess the question is like those guys that you saw say that and that uh, did they nail it well oh no not wh- what is nailing it yeah <laughs> What I, don't is, I don't even know what that is. Like you made somebody cry <laughs>
0: no, I, or, no, or like, you
1: made somebody laugh. It just all or, worked.
0: It just worked. I
1: love the Gary the Gary Shandling thing when, when he finally, the, the whole, the pinnacle of his thing was to do the Tonight Show and the right. Tonight Show is what, and then he did it. And who was it? Bob Saget was backstage Saget in the wings yeah. waiting for him and he goes backstage and he goes, what am I going to do now? <laughs> 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 fucking narcissistic, <laughs> sensitive and we're all like we're that done. we're all different it's versions done. of that
0: i know you know so oh yeah and also i wanted to like i've watched american gangster many times i like that movie me too man and i thought you were good in that too i like
1: working with with uh Den- russell and denzel yeah those guys you know up. it's nice because when i'm in new york yeah you know if there's any like it, it's usually the, the the black people in new york yeah that you know that the Americans know that, that, that they appreciate me for oh. whatever reason. Oh yeah. Like you went fucking head to head with Denzel, yo.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yo. <laughs> you know, and I love that. I love that.
1: <laughs> I like my my contingency.
0: Well, uh, well Ethan Hawke talked to me about Denzel about working with him yeah, like how he back. right, but he said that he literally watched uh Denzel movies like football players watch game movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz he he just knew That if he didn't show up ready, he was going to just get trampled. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Denzel and I had a moment. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. We had a moment where we were rehearsing, and he didn't come to set right away. Yeah. And then Ridley was like trying to get him to set, and then he got to set. He didn't know that he'd been asked to come to set, and then we were rehearsing. Yeah. And then I put my, I forgot a line during rehearsal, and I put my hand on his shoulder, and he hit my hand off. And he goes, don't ever fucking touch me. And I was like, I remember I had that moment where I go, is this the character or is this Denzel? Or is Denzel mad at me? Right. And I looked at him and I smiled. And what I thought is, holy fuck, I'm going to scrap with Denzel Washington. Right. Like I'm a scrapper kid, yeah. totally willing to go to the pavement. Yeah. And like, I'm going to fight Denzel Washington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. I was actually really happy about yeah. it and then uh and then it didn't happen and then we just kept going and all that and then we did another scene that was mos no sound big wide shot yeah and and he we had to come up and look at each other and even though we had dialogue there was no reason to say it because it was such a wide shot so we just kind of stared at each other Uh uh-huh. and we were looking at each other in the eye and he wasn't smiling and i wasn't smiling and i finally looked at him and i said i think i'm falling in love with you and, he thought, and then they yelled cut and he burst out laughing and we've been buddies ever since. But there's a, like a respect and I get it, man, because I come from a culture of massive ribbing. Yeah. And, and you have to be able to take and give that right. before there's respect given. And then once there is respect given, there's incredible loyalty right? that the friends that are left that I grew up with. There's an an immense loyalty. I mean, they'd all walk through fire for me and and vice versa.
0: You've you've passed the tests. You've passed the tests. It's so funny because when you tell me that moment where you touch him and he goes, don't you ever fucking touch me? I, I immediately my first reaction would have been like Oh god, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. But you didn't even think that. You are No. Just a- <laughs> no, man.
1: It was like my whole childhood just like resurfaced. <laughs> I was like, fuck.
0: <laughs> I'm a
1: fight with Denzel
0: Washington. This is amazing. <laughs> I can't wait. ah oh, that's great. Yeah. So let's talk briefly about the superhero movies. Yeah, if you want. Well, I mean, they're like you know, uh, you, do you like doing them? Is it like you- well, here it is the the whole perception of superhero
1: movies is a sellout mentality. Avengers,
0: right? what is it, Infinity War? Is that what it I is? have
1: this? Con- I have I have Avengers if yeah. Infinity War coming out. Then I have Deadpool two right. coming out. Yeah. Then I have uh, Sicario two coming out. Really? And then I have Legacy of a White-tailed Deer Hunter that comes out on Netflix.
0: Sicario two. Yeah. Yeah. What happens then? The Soldado, Day of the Soldado, Day of the Soldier. So, what? So that must have done all right, then, huh? They're making another one. Yeah, and I
1: think it. You know, if if this one's good enough, then we'll make another
0: one. And I it's think. you and Benicio
1: again. Yeah, it's just me and, and Benicio, and, and uh, Emily's not in this particular one. She may be in one in the future, but um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, we did it. Wow, how how did it feel this time? Good, T- difficult. Yeah. 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 It was a guy named uh, Stefano Salima Uh um, who did Gamora in Italy. Yeah. And then uh, Darius Wolski, who does a lot of Ridley Scott's movies, shot
0: it. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I think it's good. Oh, great. I mean, I
1: saw it. It is good.
0: Yeah. I mean, objectively,
1: I say, would I like that movie? And yes, I would like that
0: movie. And when's that out? That's out June 29th. Oh man, that's exciting! So I don't watch the superhero movies. So you're saying, what are we saying? The sellout? What? what? No, I,
1: I, you know the mentality oh, yeah. of of. So I went into you know, Avengers was offered to me probably four years ago when I was doing Everest in yeah. London. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I had turned down a lot of those types of movies, and I and I, so they sent me. A oh yeah, Bible. your fingers
0: got all fucked up in Everest. My fingers got all fucked up. Yeah, in yeah, I remember now. I yeah. saw it. The character. Yeah, the
1: character <laughs> it lost looks his real. finger. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, thank you. I appreciate it. So Marcus Welby for me <laughs> was <laughs> anyway. no, an so, inspiration. So they, it was an inspiration <laughs> for Thanos. Yeah. So I opened up this Bible and I was like, "So wait a second. So it's the big purple dude against all the Avengers collectively. Yeah, bitching." Yeah, <laughs> love that. You're the big purple dude. I love that. Yeah, I don't want to be a superhero. I don't want to be somebody who's yeah. just right. there. Sure, and and not to. You so know, you found really, that an
0: exciting opportunity. I to found
1: act. that an exciting opportunity, and then I said, "So mocap and how long and this and that. We're gonna do it." So when I first did a little teaser, it was yeah. me in front of like 36 cameras with 36 blinding lights yeah. with a director I couldn't see, and I was kind of bummed I had made the decision and and i thought well that's how it's going to be for the next you know when we finally do the movie (laughs) for for a year for a decade decade. of
0: this guy and
1: And i had turned down other movies based on that kind of thing Uh and i thought you know what it is what it is it's all good good paycheck good it it was a good paycheck and 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 so so the point is i had so much fucking fun and i'm not saying that to promote it because people are going to see this movie anyway yeah it's It was like New York, Lower East Side, black box theater, fucking acid infested, completely and utterly left to your imagination with the Russo brothers who come from, you know, film where every, you know, every direction was like, look, you see the Godfather. So he's got he's so he's got the gun to his fucking head, right? Yeah, and he's just about to blow his fucking brains out. So blow his fucking brain. I'm like, holy shit, dude. It's like a marvel movie, right So I loved everything about it. Yeah, I loved that it was so unsettling. I loved that I had dots all over me and you know a head cam and the this and sometimes i'd be by myself in a warehouse and there'd be 50 people on computers and i'd be talking to nobody yeah i didn't have to deal with actors half the time yeah it was awesome wow i would do it again and did you see the movie you would do
0: it again in a second did you
1: see the movie i haven't seen the movie i've seen portions of it which is absolutely like cutting edge amazing and what about deadpool Deadpool was very difficult to do a whole different kind of comedy that I've never That's done. That's the one with Ryan, right? That's the one with Ryan. Yeah, which I think is gonna be you know, just I don't know what this means, but it tested in 98 recently. Oh, and, yeah
0: and, uh, and and are you the like it's the you, you two bored talking about this? No, I saw Deadpool <laughs> You saw the first one. Yeah, did you like it? Yeah, totally. Irreverent. I like him a lot.
1: I like him a lot, too I don't think there's any better character actor Marriage that I've ever seen, yeah. Than than though, than at least contemporarily, yeah. um, Between that guy and that character, he just gets it, man.
0: Yeah, I, 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 the first time I thought that he was a genius was in that that weird movie, which who was in it? Drew Barrymore, where he wore the fat suit. Do you remember the movie where he played the fat kid and he grew up to be like like a record executive and he wanted to go uh, hook up with the girl? He was so fucking funny. You know what I liked was the proposal. Yeah, well, oh yeah. Yeah, I don't like
1: you know rom-coms, romantic comedies. But he was good. I thought he was great.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. I that. saw it three times. I can't remember this fucking I told one. you, man. I listened to Oprah and I watched The Proposal. Oh, you worked with Paul too on the in Heron Vice. I was I saw that. I talked to him. I did. You did talk to him. I have. He's yeah. Good,
1: yeah, he's a good buddy. I mean, I lo- I love him. That's that's one of those things like a, he's a writer first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. And and I just
0: Yeah, he's a fascinating brain. He's a fascinating brain, but like, he's like, when I first met him, like, when we got that interview, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to meet the dark genius. Like, he doesn't talk. Like, you know, he's a mystery man. He shows over and he's like, he's just like this goofy kid from the valley. And I'm like, you're him? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a, it's, a, it's like a disappointment. Yeah, there's a
1: there's a there's a guy that I met, Malcolm Lipke, who's a painter, and I've and I've bought several of his paintings, and his paintings are great. They look like yeah. turn of the century fucking figurative women and fucking risque and all this kind of shit. And then I met him, and then he goes, "Hey, I'm Skip," and I was like, "What the fuck?" Because I thought it was going to be like meeting Nolte, like, "Hey, how are you? <laughs> would you like did. to smell my brush?" I'm like, no, man, I'm good. I'm good. I've been huffing my brush for 16 years,
0: man. <laughs> it works. Try it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
1: and and it just didn't, you know, it didn't. So you just don't meet your heroes, man. Yeah, it's you hard. You just don't. You don't.
0: But sometimes they, they deliver, right? Sam Shepard delivered. He's a good guy. Sam yeah. Shepard's, you know.
1: But that's the thing. Did you like talking to Paul or were you disappointed? No, no, I like talking to him. Yeah
0: yeah because i did did that thing everybody's human ultimately doesn't it suck yeah no no it's 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 sort of refreshing refreshing. uh, because before every every before every interview i'm like oh what the fuck am i gonna do it you know and then like you know you walk up and you're like oh i know that guy you're like (laughs) i don't know why but like it happens sometimes and but some people you know they're they're having a rougher go at it you look nervous when i saw you though did i just for a moment were you well, because I'm, this is like you're the first guy in here. Cool. I've spent the morning. I walked across the street to get a guy to stop using a tool. In
1: this my, is important, man. In my new neighborhood, I'm Josh like, Brolin from No Country. What's
0: it called? Yeah, his dad no was man, on Marcus. Well, his dad was
1: on Marcus Welby, man. <laughs> his
0: fucking son's coming right now, man. Can you please stop? So it was that kind of morning. I don't know if I was nervous about I you. Like it. No, well, you just proved that you weren't. It had nothing to do with me. I was a little nervous, you know, but like uh, I just didn't. Here is the, the uh, my projection of you was. Yeah. Like, uh, like, wh- how are you going to show up? Because I've been wanting to talk to you for a while, and was uh, like, I don't. That's something I don't know. Because sometimes people show up as like, yeah, where am I? What is this? Yeah. you know that thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, come on, it's gonna be okay. You know? Well, <laughs> yeah. I I called you know Liz Mahoney. Uh uh-uh.
1: No, she's a publicist. And yeah. I called her this morning and I said, you're not coming, are you? Right. And she said no because I'd wait outside and my battery would go dead and I'd have nothing to do, which <laughs> I love her for saying yeah but I prefer doing this as if it was an accident yeah do you know what I mean sure I stopped at your house because I had to pee so bad yeah. and I'd get arrested if I peed outside on right. a tree can't get arrested let me again use the bathroom right and go hey by the way I got some sound shit in the yeah. garage yeah do you want to go? Just talk about some yeah, shit. I'm yeah. thinking about starting a podcast. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm treating this. Yeah, no disrespect.
0: No, no, no disrespect. I mean, no. you, you know, you can use the bathroom. Thanks. <laughs> I've
1: drank a full bottle. Of water. All right. Well, I think, wait, I I think we're to... good. You good? You feel good? Whatever, man. It's whatever. whatever. It's all good. I enjoy talking to you. It was good. You know, I feel you're... like you should read a poem now, though. In my craft to sell an art exercised in the still night When only the moon rages and the lovers lie bed With all their griefs in their arms I labor by singing light, not for ambition or bread Or the strutting trade of charms on the ivory stages Nor for the common wages of their most secret heart Not for the proud man apart from the raging moon I write on these spindrift pages Nor for the towering dead with their nightingales and psalms But for the lovers, their arms round the griefs of the ages Who pay no praise or wages, nor heed my craft or art Dylan Thomas
0: nailed it. Thanks, man. <laughs> Good talking. To Great you. meeting you. All right, his Nick Nolte impression was just killing me. He was he cracked me up a couple of times. I, it was nice talking to him. Thank you. I hope uh, I hope it didn't weigh you down at the beginning, but I can't uh, I can't insist enough that uh, that that people. American people go see the National Memorial for Peace and Justice and, uh, and then go to the Legacy Museum and uh, understand what this country was built on and where the problems persist. Okay, that's it. Boomer lives!